0: Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of The Exchange. I'm your host, Logan Lewis. We've got a great show for you today. Make sure you go on iTunes and rate and review the show. Go to The Exchange, hit the five-star button, hit the rating and review. Helps me out a lot. And make sure you follow me on the socials. You know where. The links are all in the description. The guest that I'm exchanging with today is from Flint, Michigan. Uh, Currently, he is a senior engineer, not a licensed engineer from a college or university, but he is a senior engineer at a company that some people that have listened to this might have heard once or twice, Holder Construction Company. And he builds buildings on the computer, which is pretty tight. Uh, Some facts about him are that he has unusually long toes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, he lives in an apartment, but he also owns a, a chainsaw and a late 1800s two-man cross cut saw, and uh, really? he once lived in Russia for two short weeks in the middle of Voronezh. I don't know how to v- say v- that word. Voronezh. When I introduced you, yeah. please welcome my friend Ben
1: Hoffinger.
0: How's it going, Benjamin?
1: <laughs> it's It's going very well. Uh, fair, fair attempt at the pronunciation. I'm How do you proud
0: pronounce you. What, what company is? What company, country is that? Deutschland, Germany. No, sorry. Which, what city is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Voronish.
0: Voronish.
1: And and it was the capital city of the. I don't know if they're actually called provinces in Russia, but it was Voronish. Voronish. So the city was Voronish and the, the province or whatnot was Voronish.
0: Wow. Everybody, don't worry. We're not in Russia. I'm coming to you live from my apartment <laughs> in the studio. Name to be determined of the studio. What do I call this thing? The sunroom? That's what oh, this room is. You don't have is. a name? It's the sunroom. There's, oh, there's no name for your studio. No. So far, it's just oh. the studio. I've been told to call it the sunroom because that's technically in the apartment what this room is. It's a sunroom. Hence the amazing amounts of sun that's leaking in through the windows
1: when was your apartment built the 17 1800s probably 1800s i, I mean I've, i mean no one makes who makes sunrooms anymore i guess i don't, I don't know Not no, I mean, in an apartment how many bedrooms yeah. and baths uh it's
0: three bedrooms two three baths three bedroom three baths
1: can i get a floor plan
0: <laughs> yes, it's. Um, so you walk <laughs>
1: in the front door here. I actually tilt my laptop. I can't. I can't be serious right now, so, am
0: I? <laughs> the front door is down that hallway. This hallway okay, down here. here, and then it opens up, and that's the living room in there. And it oh. opens up, and back towards the wall is the the back of the living room, and the kitchen's way back there as well. Hold, hold um, on. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Do you have a form? Do you have a dining room? I don't have a like a. I don't technically have a set room. That's a dining room. See, I
1: think that's unfair. That how do you call it a sunroom? I don't know. This if, technically if don't, probably could be a dining isn't room. Isn't there a hierarchy of rooms? Like, if if you don't have a dining room, you don't get a sunroom. That becomes the dining room. Like certain sure. rooms take precedent. Like if you moved into a house and there there were no bedrooms, but you had a dining room, you'd say, "Well, I mean, this should be the bedroom." You know what I mean? Like a, a yeah. hierarchy. It seems yeah. kind of odd that you don't you have, have a rooms dining room. that are more important than other rooms. And if you don't have one, you can't have the next on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Priority yeah. rooms.
0: Also, Do- on the other side of this laptop, there's a door to the porch. There's a porch before there's a dining room. What is
1: the port portcullis? What is that? Is that on a ship? What portcullis? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's some old word that's floating around in my brain. When you said porch i don't know no, i wish we need someone to we need someone to pull it up <laughs> if only we had like a
0: joe Jamie, pull that up for me i might just have like I might just have my roommate jordan sit in on my podcast recordings from now on for him to google in fact just check make him
1: story. yeah just get in here and do it no yeah. no benefits you just it's, it's a necessary thing. Hey, he's exchanging, too. He's exchanging the, the facts
0: that he's checking right. with our brains.
1: There's a lot of exchanging going on, which is why this is what it's called, I'm assuming? Yes, that, that's exactly how that's called. Why what are is. they? Currency exchange booths. Maybe you should try to pull that into the room name somehow. Exchange... I don't know. That's tough. You definitely can't call it the sunroom. This this tangent is, is going it's going really too far, far. currency yeah. booth.
0: Is there like a like here in America, uh, they call them ATMs. I assume they call them ATMs worldwide. Like what do you call a currency exchange center? Is it just called a currency exchange counter or something? Like I mean, that's the question. And I mean I
1: can look up I don't know. I mean, it's it's difficult. I don't think there's, I think it's just a currency exchange booth or something. I don't want to you be know? like, welcome no to another time. episode live from the currency exchange
0: booth. I mean, yeah, probably not. It's probably better than the
1: exchange at this point, though. Or sorry, oh, yeah, I you wouldn't want to call it the sunroom or the exchange room. What if maybe I called the, it the, porch? the back porch? I don't know. That's kind of late. I don't know. Maybe the porch. I don't know. Maybe we'll we can up. talk about it offline. We'll, we'll put You'll put something together. You're a smart yeah, we'll guy. Put we'll put something together.
0: Um, ben, how do, we, uh, how do we know each other? I want you to give the story. Do you remember when we first met?
1: How do we know each other? Uh, so we met at... You were wearing a... No. <laughs> I was about to say, do you remember what I was wearing? You walked into the room and the sun from the window behind you illuminated your... Uh, I don't remember where we first, I mean, it was probably, was it a retreat? No, no it was, I, I remember it was the office. It was the Atlanta office. It was, in back the, in that, uh-huh. it was in
0: that phase where I kept coming to see Libby. Oh,
1: <laughs> Do you <yes>. remember Libby?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. <Sorry> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that guy's fun. I wonder what department he works in. Um, yeah.
0: And you just like I think you chimed in one day and like gave your input mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about oh. something. Oh, it was about facial hair.
1: Oh boy! And I already brought that up once before we were talking on. I mean, before the show, we were. I was asking yeah. you about the the beard here, but yeah,
0: you were asking. You were so now that you t- brought back brought that b- back up. Another tangent here is: Are you talking about that little stuff you've got the underneath? The bottom People lip? call it the patch.
1: I think patch, and, and it's. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a bit uh, what would you call it? Um, Self conscious about my beard because it's not it's not like a wow that's a full you know my my older brother got he's losing the hair on the top of his head and I'm barely starting now because I'm getting older but I I got kind of the chintzy beard and he got the chintzy hair top top of head hair his beard is like a bear I mean it, it's like Really? Two weeks, like two weeks go by.
0: like level. Oh, yeah. Beard?
1: I mean, easy. Two weeks go by, and he has a, a full, like, pillow hanging from his face. Isn't I, however, nice? is what? Isn't that nice? Like, if you have, like, a, a literal pillow just hanging from your <sighs> face? You know, and maybe this is because I don't have the best beard. When I see people like that, like my brother, I don't – I can't comprehend – how it's not at least as big as his shirt yeah why why would you ever stop growing that out i mean you have to maintenance you know there's a lot of maintenance for it but uh but it's why wouldn't you maintain and grow this huge thing you know that's so i don't know it's it, it, who cares it's his beard it's not mine but th- the point is you know with all this i've seen it other other people do the shaved kind of you get like the that really looks like a chin strap, though. So I don't know. I I think it's just important that it's there in some regard. I I've only shaved it maybe once since I got married. So what's your wife think? She like she likes the beard. I think she actually prefers kind of like a number three cut. You know, a little sure. bit close. Uh, maybe prefers it a little bit, but I, you know, once in a while I'll do that. So that's. I don't know how much we want to talk about my beard, but. <laughs> I love having a beard. I don't I don't understand. I mean, you've got a little bit of stubble going on. Well, I don't know I if usually, anybody's going to see this, but you've got something going there. I, I usually have a a
0: beard going um uh, I don't know th- I don't know if I ever ha- really had it at the time that well I guess you when did you move from Atlanta to
1: Denver? How many years ago? was uh, we that? moved we moved into our apartment I was trying to figure this out the other day. I think it was 2018. Was it that no. long ago? No, no, no. Couldn't have been. 19. Was it early 19? It would have been 19. It would have been 4. We moved into our apartment. So we got here on 419. Uh, but, okay. but we stayed at a hotel because we couldn't get into our apartment. It was late. So the, the first day we moved into our apartment in Denver was 420. <laughs> so, and I should immediately say right now, the views I express in this interview <laughs> are my personal. So, um, y- you know, that's a joke. Obviously, I don't smoke weed. But the point is, it was funny that we moved to Denver, the first place we'd ever lived, where I th- I don't think marijuana is legal in Georgia. Maybe it is now. Uh, I think it's decriminalized, but... Okay. Uh,
0: well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's decriminalized. Decriminal- I don't think you can... Are you sipping what is that that you're sipping on? Is that lemonade?
1: It's it's just water with lemon juice.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, um no sugar. I I think it's decriminalized. I think you can get fined, but I don't think they're taking
1: people to jail anymore over pot. So you can get you can get taken to jail for not wearing a mask, but not for smoking pot. You can get taken to jail for not wearing a mask. I think so. Maybe not in Georgia. I think it's, it's kind of scattered. It's scattered throughout. I know in Denver, I know in Denver specifically, you can get fined up to like I think it's up to $999. I don't know. So this is why the, is it that much? Yeah. Why first question, why is it that much? Second question, why is it 999 This is this like a, a a sale at a shopping mall? They're trying to like <laughs> just
0: making a thousand.
1: $9.99. Why, what is it is it to like get people do they think there's some marketing? Is there some marketing scheme? because background a little more fact about me. I didn't go to school for anything I'm doing right now. Uh, you know I, I grew up doing kind of construction stuff. My dad is a, a mason. his first trade was masonry. Um, I did hardscape landscaping. I did uh, I did a bunch of stuff. I, I worked in residential construction after high school or after college. But I went to school for business, international business and marketing. That's technically my degree focus. So when I see things like nine ninety nine, 99 I can't help but think, are they trying to convince people that it's not that bad so they didn't put it at 1000 Like trying to yeah. coax in the ones that want to. <laughs> I, I don't know if
0: it's that, but I definitely think there's something there. Like you got to think that. Mm-hmm. That there's something behind not having the the three zeros that follow yeah. the one because that like, that's a big, a big deal. Big
1: yeah, holy smokes, a thousand dollars. Oh, nine ninety nine, that's not that bad.
0: Yeah, that's why they yeah. say like things cost, like you know, the infomercials, you'll be like, it's $29.99. Yeah. It's like, do you think people are more likely to spend the money versus if
1: it was thirty dollars? People are people, yes. That's what's nuts. You know, people are one of the most fascinating things about I don't even remember what we were talking about before this, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this is why you need somebody to pull stuff up and then keep track of what we're talking about. No, uh, we were talking about beers before, but the uh, the issue with, or what fascinated me so much about marketing was that people just do incredibly stupid things, and, and it's, cre- it's incredibly easy to persuade people with simple visuals, product placement, etc., and they'll just do stuff. They'll they'll just buy stuff for reasons they don't. Re- you know, if you sat them down and said, "Please, you know, reason with me and and convince me why you needed this product," excuse me, they won't be able to. They'll they'll. Uh, I, I mean, I wanted it. You know, it's like mm. sheep, bunch of sheep. But-
0: the thing about product placement in like in the media like in movies or TV, like I've never understood that like like I think in recent memory the first movie franchise that comes to mind that's horrible with product placement are the Transformers movies. Like I think in the first Transformers movie there was a scene where a mountain dew of vending machine turned into a transformer and then there was like a GMC like in your face and then there was yeah. like an Xbox this guy was holding and it turned into a transformer and I was like why is why did Microsoft? Like, it?
1: There's no Here, reason ever yeah. that camera angle would be there, like right.
0: There, why are you've we never, these guys the <laughs> <have>
1: transform <products> <laughs> right? But but it is amazing what it does. You know, there are some older, and it's it's interesting you say that because, uh, and this might be some of my age, but it's just a different aspect of product placement. You know, you have physical product placement in stores, like in grocery stores, end caps, different things like that, mm-hmm. and then you have. The kind of the social media or entertainment, you know, multimedia realm product placement that are two very kind of two different two very different things, because you can't sitting in a movie theater. I can't go, oh, shoot, I'm I'm going to buy that Mountain Dew on the screen like, you know, it's not like you're in a store and you can just grab it. And so it is interesting. uh, and, And I've been out of this study for so long. I don't really know what studies are new or case studies on this, but I wonder what the difference is between. You know how much a product placement in the film will hold in the mind, even subconsciously, versus you know that instant gratification of being in a store and you just go, oh, I'm gonna buy that because it's right there. I think, in- it, I think it depends on where you are too, because like if I'm sitting at home and I'm watching
0: a movie casually by myself and like a guy in the movie goes to the fridge and grabs a Dr. Pepper, I think mm-hmm. I'm more likely to go to my fridge and grab a Dr. Pepper than like if I'm in a movie and see the same thing, like in a theater and think, oh man, after the movie I'm gonna go to the store and buy Dr. Pepper. Like it's <laughs> right. I'm gonna I think stop on the way on home.
1: Yeah. yeah like I'm not going I try. agree. And and I think that the uh, it's odd. There's there it's cool. There are other studies about one product product will push someone to a competitive brand, but it's the same pr- like you're reminded of, oh, well, this is gonna, you know show where i'm from you see pop advertised and you go to the fridge and you're like well i don't have pop but you grab i don't know whatever else whiskey you know (laughs) something but you know you go to a different product and 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 then you end up maybe purchasing a competitor even or something totally not the same but it's interesting i i think you know a lot of politics and uh, a lot of politics and laws now are, are implementing marketing uh, ma- marketing strategies. I mean, look at some of our younger politicians now that are so famous. They are famous because they manipulate or they use social media very well. But if if their followers really had a deep conversation about the history of the world in general and government and policies in this country a lot of them would probably be pretty inept when it comes to describing or reasoning why those policies are best or the even and the long term effect of those policies but people they market themselves almost as a personality more than they do as a platform yeah and that's that's really dangerous to me that's terrifying. Like, I don't really care how much I like someone personally, necessarily. If I disagree with everything that they hold true, like that they stand for, doesn't matter how much I like them or dislike them. I don't agree with them. You know, it's so it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see how that's played out, too. But
0: yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, I think a lot of people nowadays vote because they don't like somebody. And the person that they're voting for could, I mean, I'll come out and say it. Um, This most recent election, I think a lot of people voted for Biden because they hate Trump and vice versa. I think. Yeah. And I don't think uh, half of those people, I'm sorry, don't know anything that Biden and or Trump stands for. And it's a personality (laughs) contest.
1: Yeah. Or they think they know what Trump stands for and they hate that. And so then they vote for Biden or they think they I I would say that more people hate Trump that vote for Biden than hate Biden and vote for Trump. Probably that's the case. Uh, I mean, I would I would argue that's what I believe is the case. But I also know that some of the more recent things that have come out about um, one of the candidates and his. uh, Interactions with certain other governments, and either directly or through his child. <laughs> being, I'm being yeah. very vague here. No one knows what I'm saying. No. You know, no. a lot of that, a lot of those things were not discussed until after the election, and there yeah. were some polls done for for people who voted for this person, and and I can't remember the percent. Please look it up. I have I don't have the information in front of me. It was it was actually I have to give credit to a Tim Pool podcast but he was he referenced a study done of those voters and it was like 30% i can't remember some percentage that was significantly you know when we talk about data significant data it was significantly a high a significant percent i'm not saying it was 80% but it was enough that it would have made a big difference said that they would not have voted the way they did if they knew the the information that is now coming out after the election because it was hidden prior to, or it was, I think it was said it was Russian disinformation, but we have actual, and, and it, and this gets into something else they talk about a lot is, is, you know, this idea of like, I don't want to talk about politics too much, but yeah, the idea of, of what information we're getting, where it comes from and how we know if anything is true. Yeah. How do you know what is true? What isn't true? And you know, it's, uh, it's you can't base it totally on what you think of the person and you can't base it totally on what you think is convincing yeah it's very difficult in, in today's age you know tech, technological age to how do I know if somebody's being hacked yeah so anyway beard. Yeah, no. the beard so no.
0: well, the beard before we went on that tangent I don't know how we got to politics from talking about Well, masks. Uh, But I was going to say, they usually rock a longer beard. But honestly, dude, putting on the damn mask, it itches. I don't know about you. I mean, you have a fuller beard, so it probably itches less when mine is still coming through. But like right now, when I put a – like I went to the mall today to finish Christmas shopping. And well, also shows when we're recording this is before Christmas. This will come out in like (laughs) (laughs) mid-February. Um this uh it's i wore a mask for probably an hour today and i hated every second of it i wanted to take it off to itch like it it just itches Mm -hmm. and it not only helps that i have asthma so it makes it hard for me to breathe anyway and i don't want to be one of those guys that takes it off and someone's like you're not wearing your mask and i'm like well actually i have asthma so i can take it off if i want like (laughs) i don't want to be one of those assholes so i just Sometimes I'll just leak my nose out of it, and then here comes somebody saying it doesn't work unless you have your nose in it too. And it's like,
1: okay, I can't win. It's it's funny you say that too, because some of those people saying it doesn't work might be on either side of the mask uh, argument. Like yeah. it could be somebody saying, "Hey, that that doesn't work. You need that," and it could be saying someone else who thinks the masks are ridiculous just loving the fact they can point out some idiot who's wearing his mask isn't doing it right. right. So that's not yeah. doing it. So we've created this polarized, but I agree that so if you have a more full beard, for me it doesn't itch that much. Uh I don't know the last time I wore it an hour for an hour though. That's that's kind of a long time. Yeah. I mean I, I've I wear it to the grocery store and then I I'm either at the grocery store or at some outdoor thing that is not even near people so yeah like i hardly wear are,
0: it. You, are you still working at home or, or are you on yeah. site
1: wow i'm, still I'm currently home? recording in my master closet where my makeshift desk is set up <laughs> because having children makes it impossible to be anywhere that is quiet except for a closet do they know you're in there Oh yeah, I mean they still try to come in sometimes, and they, you know, it, it's not a big deal. Everybody, it's nice now. Everybody knows people are working from home, so they think it's cute or funny if they hear the kid in the background, you know. Yeah, Papa. You know, saying something. But would they call you? Uh, yeah, more, that's a that's another tangent. <laughs> but yes, they
0: <laughs> do. They call you Papa. Uh,
1: they do. It's so like you know Papa German Mama? Papa, Mama, and then Grandma, Grandpa's Oma and Opa. But my my dad has been called Papa by all the other grandkids who are in Michigan. So but I wanted to be called Papa by my kids. Because that's really? the dad, that's dad, right? That's the actual word for dad. So or father. So they called me dad or daddy for the longest time, but my son really likes calling me papa and so does my my now my daughter is really enjoying she and it's it's like to me it's super cute to hear him say papa yeah. instead of you know it's just cute um but so now they're going to call my dad papa and then his first name but like i said they don't live in the same place so it's it's easier but yeah that so now they've they've transitioned to calling me papa interesting so that's cool so I was going to ask you, uh, Ben, the first question
0: I was going to ask you. Twenty-five oh, are, minutes. Oh, there are questions. Yeah, I mean, I prepared uh, some talking points just uh, <laughs> just to see uh, if it would push us along. Is this the first podcast uh, we've done together?
1: Oh no! Well, what do you uh, do? You mean that's
0: Yes, mean I'm going to
1: be heard. I was uh, I was referencing, referencing
0: the. Uh, well, we did the holder cast together. We did the holder we did cast one on one, which never saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. RIP to all of those mm-hmm. that I worked so hard on. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> good, but, good uh, practice.
0: Yeah, yeah, good practice for this right now. Um, holder cast actually probably made me better at this right now. Um, but we did that one on one, and then we had—I think it was you—that came to me with the idea of. I think it was after we recorded and you said something to me that a lot of people say to me after their first time behind a microphone. And they say, man, that was a lot of fun. Like we were just talking like it was just two people talking, but it was like really fun. And I was like, yeah, it was really fun. And then you said, what if we did something like this? And we called it like, what is it? The water cooler, water cooler, water cooler, the concept of, you know people used to that used to be like the watering hole of like an office right like people would go to the the kitchen or the the water cooler to like grab the cup and be like hey did you hear about what mary did last weekend and like well we would just come up to each other's desk like did you hear
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh so good yeah and i think i mean i have to hand it to you i uh, Switching to the other department what was very much my desire. But you know, talking with you and coming downstairs to the group and, and interacting with the personalities and the mindsets that people had was a huge uh, push for me to switch. So I appreciate that and thank you for that. Oh because um, it it's just a different, and I think sometimes you can tell by the way that people are. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about diversity and inclusion and stuff nowadays, and that's good, but there is something to be said still for the fact that people who are similar might have similar jobs. They might, I mean, we can't so diversify that there's no specialization anymore, right? Like, I'm not going to have the person in, you know, finance help me do something in uh, information modeling. Like, you have to specialize at some point. You know, when you're talking about manufacturing all those other things, there's that balance of specialization versus mass production, all those different things. And I probably sound like a complete idiot right now. but No, I
0: don't think so. I I, I know what you're trying to say. But you, can, you can't – it's yeah. like if if you're getting heart surgery and the doctor takes a step back and he's like, damn, I don't know what to do next. And there's like a guy in the background like plumbing, like fixing this thing. He's like, hey, Jim, what do you think I should do? Like, you can't you
1: actually do better because plumbing is kind of like the body inside. I mean, it's you know we build buildings like humans are made, right? So yeah. Yeah. steel structure, bone, and 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 then the MEP system is your your different your different, your, your different yeah your
0: veins and circulatory and systems
1: yeah, yeah all that stuff. So maybe
0: maybe not the best
1: analogy on my part. I love about, I love it. How about a paleontologist a and a pilot? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean that even in a personality sense, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if personality is the right word, but maybe mentality, the way that people look at the world sometimes, I mean, that all that stuff plays into, I mean, everything's related to everything, right? So, sure. which is why I have such a hard time with tangents, but <laughs> <laughs> well, everything connects to everything else. But so, what was your question?
0: No, you, so you said... Uh, the the con- the concept that you so you changed departments mm-hmm. and you you thanked me why did you why did you thank me well just, you,
1: I think you helped me kind of uh, morph not morph just pull me into the IT VDC realm more because the personalities that we have don't necessarily fit as well in some of the other department types sure. And you and it's I apologize to those listening because they won't necessarily get that as well, obviously, as well as you and I will. But I'm sure there's relatable situations where, you know, that they've been in that it's just uh, some personalities don't fit as well in certain positions and such. And that's yeah, that's OK. But, you know, the going back to the podcast thought, I think it really and, and we can argue about whether or not it's good or not, or whatever that even means, good or bad. But the, I think people like being, people like talking about what they think and others being forced to listen. Yeah. I mean, obviously at any point, someone could shut the podcast off, but if you know what I'm saying, that they, they can't talk back, right? That's just two people. But they're being heard by many others, and so sure. I think sometimes it's just a selfishness thing, maybe, or a, uh, maybe they don't feel heard by other people ever. And so it's it's really nice to be able to just talk and share your thoughts and feelings and get stuff off your chest. And yeah, nobody can say shut up necessarily, or I don't know. yeah, I mean, or you you could you could tell me to shut up. Ben. You're the host. <laughs> no, I mean. That's part of the
0: reason why I, I started doing it. I mean, back when I back when I was roped into the thought process of like, hey, you should be involved with this experiment we're going to try out at Holder. And I was like, great. I only had the one podcast at the time that I was doing by myself. I didn't even have co-hosts. I didn't even ever have guests. Um, but doing HolderCast and like having those conversations with the different associates and like getting to know them like really sparked this like – idea in my brain. And I hate, I don't want to credit this guy because every podcaster does, but then I, I started listening to more and more Joe Rogan and just thinking Mm -hmm. about like, man, this guy knows so much. Like the peep, like one episode, he'll go from talking to Jim Gaffigan. The next episode, he'll talk to Michelle Obama. And then the next episode, he'll talk to some astrophysicist or something. And it's like, this guy has no limit to what he can learn and part of that was the inspiration for wanting to do this podcast the former whatever i want now the exchange uh is just to be able to not only sit across people that i find really interesting or really funny or really cool and getting to know them and picking their brain more but also just like you said people just like to talk people like having like I live for the conversations like, you know, just picture picture pre-COVID or maybe post-COVID even like you're at a campfire with some neighbors and you and just a couple of the guys are just shooting the shit, you know, for like an hours and hours and hours. And time goes by and you're in the car on the way home and you turn to your wife and you say, I had so much fun with the guys. And she's like, oh, well, what did you guys do? And you're like, well, nothing. We we're just talking. <laughs> and yeah, no, for sure. And it's like people always used to say, you know, growing up, like I had a problem to be honest, like no joke. Like people would say, my teachers would say, Logan, stop talking, stop talking to other kids. Stop talking. in front trying to teach. I had a problem with, with talking. Yeah. And, and now <laughs> I'm in a place where I feel like I can, like you said, anyone could just turn the volume down or shut it off or turn something else on. But I feel like I can just rattle on and on and on. And no one gives a shit. And I don't
1: give a shit. If
0: you don't give a shit, then just turn it
1: off. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, I mean, I've, I've my wife has told me I'm probably one of the talk- most talkative males she's ever met. I'm an external processor as well, so that doesn't help. Um, but talking, I mean, I, I agree. I would have, I had a lot of, and and not as many now, but I had a lot of relationships over the years with other we we talk about what is a was a masculine trait right and this is somehow this conversation has become so incredibly explosive to talk about general things that like just general truths that yeah it i'm not saying every outlier situation is the same but one of the ways that we think and communicate and understand the world is generalizing it can be manipulated and used for bad things, sure, but goodness, if if I was driving down the street and I couldn't generalize the vehicles around me, I would lose my mind. There are 200 cars around me, cars, trucks, you know, semi-trucks, whatever. If I don't generalize the fact that, hey, there are objects with people in them, I need to not hit them. If I was so focused on every single, well, that guy swerved a little bit, that guy braked a little too much, that guy accelerated kind of fast, and there's a little bit of that you need to pay attention to while you're driving. But if you can't generalize, you can't drive. You, you have to pull off the road because, oh my goodness, there's so many tiny tweaks here and there about how everything that's happening around me. Mm-hmm. And some people do have, you know, actual, you know, kind of mental wrestles, struggles with that. My point is, though, as, as a masculine trait, typically... Talking is one of those things that, oh, uh, you know, do you talk like a like a woman, you know, and, you know, you talk too much. And and I think it, it, it can be um, maybe you can generalize that a little bit. Maybe there's some truth there. But one of the things that I love about your po- like your podcast, this is not a knock to you at all. You obviously don't have as many viewers as Joe Rogan. I yeah. don't think anyone does. <laughs> well, nobody is like, on like one of the you know, he's like the number one podcaster. But one of the problems that we're having now with the way that social media works, the way that the kind of and people are talking about this a lot, the, the the town square now has become social media outlets. Right. Yeah. So the more that that is controlled by one or two or three or four entities, whoever they might be at any point in history or moving forward, the more that that's controlled the easier it is to pluck out the Joe Rogan. So let's say Joe Rogan is the only guy that some, that the entire country knows has conversations with everyone from this spectrum to the other spectrum. Right. And that's where everyone goes to talk or to listen to ideas. Right. What happens when the entity in control says, okay, no more Joe Rogan. Yeah. Where does everybody go? To to hear different viewpoints. They don't have any place to go, and so in my mind, I think, goodness, you start a podcast, and your buddy starts a podcast, and I start a podcast, and the guy down the road starts a podcast, and we each have a hundred viewers. But if only one of us would do was doing it, they'd only have a hundred viewers, right? I th- we need to. Fl- I think we need to flood the market with more options of people that are not just interested in pushing an agenda or a narrative they're interested in real discussion real soul searching big universe and personal you know from the broad spectrum to the specific spectrum of different ways of thinking and believing and living and battling that out you know you Joe Rogan, and I hate to carry on for so long here, but Joe Rogan, you know, uh, had Alex Jones and Tim Dillon on, I don't know, a couple months, a few weeks ago, whatever it was. You know, everybody loses their mind. Alex Jones is, you know, a conspiracy theorist, crazy person, and, you know, why would he have him on there? And, And Joe always says, I think it's Joe who always says, you know, the way that you, even if someone is a nut or something, the way that you help is you have a conversation with them yeah, And and you reason with them. It might not do anything, sure. But, I mean, and Alex Jones has been painted as a certain character by mainstream in such a way now that he has no credibility. If, if, if you're not doing hard research into everything behind that person, you're not going to know the full story because you're not going to find it easily in the mainstream. But... You, you have the point is you have conversation you know and so I good on you for doing this uh, good on anyone else for doing it good on the people who are listening who are listening to some random guy they'll they'll probably never meet uh, talk about something that they might really agree with or disagree with G- good on you for listening you know um, it might not be the most profitable podcast you listen to this week but hopefully it pushes you into continuing to seek the reality that is and building a worldview around that that makes sense and that is good and that brings good results and helps people and all that sort of you know fluffy goodness but that's another deep conversation about what is really good (laughs) you
0: brought up a point that i wanted to expand on because there's rumors circulating about a potential, a potential either podcast or YouTube or a potential something that may or may not start up between uh, maybe you and maybe me. Uh, what are the, what are the, what's the all likelihood of that? What what do you? What, I want to pick your brain a little bit on that. Hmm. About do you want to uh, talk about? conspiracy a little bit.
1: <laughs> so, Wait, are you asking me if we want to talk about conspiracy or if we want to talk about a pat- podcast that we have? <laughs> um, uh, or both? Maybe a little bit of both. I mean, it's it's really interesting because you have a certain amount of viewers, right? Or listeners. Are you? Rec- I don't know if you're videoing, videotaping this or if anyone will ever see it, but you have a certain amount of listeners at least. If you don't get the right ones who then pass it to the other right the correct node to pass it to the next. We all know what is this this statistic? And I don't know if this has been disproven since it came out. So do your always do your own research, everything, anyone ever do your own research. Yes. and Don't please, please, please do not just search and read the first. I don't care if it's 20 articles. Yeah. Get different perspectives than the first thing somebody hands you on a silver spoon and says, here, son, this is the truth. Eat, take your medicine. So many people are brainwashed. Anyway, <laughs> rewind. You know, the, st- what, the statistic, everyone is connected through seven people or something. Like eventually. Oh so I think it was seven. Like, it obviously, would have to be the right person. It's kind of like that. What is the, the Nicolas Cage game, isn't it? Where you, you try to link back to N- Nicolas Cage with like, the shortest oh, yeah, route of, of connection yeah i've seen that so it's similar to that where if the right people share this podcast it could explode right yeah oh yeah but so so but if it doesn't like you can't get all the feedback from the the greater audience when you're small so it would be interesting to tell does your audience now think of you and i having a podcast versus what maybe they think in ten years? If you know you're doing this in ten years, you know, and the audience is much bigger. But anyway, there is rumor. I I would be really interested in it only because I love to talk. But you know, you have to have. I, I, it, how do I say this? It seems like they're either very fundamental, basic truths about things, or they're not, and there is profit in digging into what what is real and what isn't and 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 i think there is some profit also in looking at what is a conspiracy theory what isn't um but you can definitely waste time right it is possible to waste time sure so a, a lot of things that we think that we might say many times to many different people but they they still might need to be said in a different venue like this podcast versus Joe Rogan's podcast cuz yeah. maybe only 5% of the people who listen to this podcast even know who Joe Rogan is i doubt it but <laughs> possible so um so conspiracy theory i think we should set up though we're going to talk about that for those of for those listening who don't know and this is Freedom of Information Act type information. I don't know if it's on Wikipedia. Probably you could find it. But a lot of the bigger podcasters like Joe Rogan, Tim Poole, um, some more conservative guys too, like Crowder. Uh, I don't even know many other more conservative people. But a lot. it's pretty common knowledge that the term conspiracy theory came from uh what was it the 60s with mk ultra um, yeah. yeah you know the the cia was testing lsd on people uh sorry move my camera on un- unknowingly so a, a, not a, even allegedly but what they found was that you know they were they were testing people with like, with un- unknown to them so they would like bring these guys as far as i understand they have women at like a club that would kind of attract some men into a space, a room or whatever, yeah. and then they would gas them with LSD. yeah. And then they would do the, they would just like experiment like lab rats, right? On them. And so a lot of you may have heard this, but uh, there's some really crazy stuff that came out of that. That was, that's terrifying. Like replacing yeah, people's man. memories without them knowing it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give a quick credit before I yeah. let you continue Uh I hadn't heard about MK. I mean, I knew that people, I knew that this was a thing. I knew that people were being experimented on in, you know, way back when. And I hadn't really heard the name MK Ultra and really dove into it until I listened to one of my new favorite podcasts. And I'll plug them for sure because they're actually, um, this is, I think, the, the episode that we're recording today is the second episode of the season. The first episode of this season is uh, with some lovely ladies that host uh, Creeps and Crimes podcast. They're based out of Knoxville in Tennessee. And oh, okay. they, have, awesome. where they both talk about one of them is obsessed with uh, like true crime. And then the other one is obsessed with like conspiracies and paranormal and stuff. And they're really great. So go back and listen to that. Um, uh, but uh, they had an episode a couple weeks ago where they talked about MK Ultra and like, Listening to it, I was just amazed. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and then I went down a YouTube wormhole, just like looking up people <laughs> like surviving, you know, people that are still alive that will that speak out against it uh, yeah. and stuff. And it's it's absolutely bananas. But anyway, go go ahead and go. It,
1: on. It's total bananas. It's so, and and it's not. You know, we can we have the luxury of almost having a fun conversation, but oh yeah, these people's lives were ruined that like they were abused to a point that i mean talk about human atrocity and human uh, human rights violation uh, obviously it's it's clear that happened but what's so what's so mind numbing to me is that people so many people don't know about that and so many people trust so easily trust whoever has an official title just yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I, your, my best interest is in, in your hands like that in your mind, in your heart or whatever. Um, but this is a perfect example of that situation. I, I first heard about this from Joe Rogan. Um, I encourage people to check out that podcast he had on, uh, a gentleman, uh, a researcher, and this is where it's, I think it's important enough to, to look it up. Uh, um, he had a re like a investigative journalist i think he was who had who had investigated mk ultra for 20 years 20 years of investigation wow uh let's see tom o'neill if you don't know tom o'neill look him up sounds just like it's spelled just like it sounds um o apostrophe n e i l l so tom o'neill wrote this book on it and Uh, I mean, obviously he got deep into it and I won't go into all the details. But the point is, you know, you heard about that from some completely different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to Joe Rogan and he's huge, but you didn't hear that from him. Right. So the more people and I think this is what people I think a lot of people get discouraged because they realize that these big names are being silenced. By whatever entity here's the thing you have a you have a voice box as well you have a mouth also yeah go start a podcast or at least tell people you know about it and give them resources right Mm -hmm. um we the information does not stop when it comes from a mainstream person to your ear and then that's it right like the more podcasts doing this the better so i'm i'm beating a dead horse at this point i forgive the expression actually don't. I don't care beating a dead horse. So yeah, I I like that you're doing this. I like that you found that out from, and I, I seem to remember, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts and so, but I think I've seen creeps and crime or creep and crime, creeps and crimes and crimes. Yeah. Uh, How many, they have a pretty big
0: following or. Uh, I think they're they just they only have about 12 episodes so far they've started this okay. year. they're fairly new okay I'm thinking of somebody else then but uh, I'm gonna check them out yeah you should they're really great they're really funny too they're, they they're always half drunk like when they record so like you hear how passionate they are about like the different uh, yeah. they
1: talk about it's it's hilarious they're a little loose with the tongue. Oh, yeah. so they definitely really new. give the honest opinion
0: yes exactly they give they they don't hold back. Ben, in every interview that I give, I ask each guest um, a series of 10 questions at the end that are the same for each guest. Okay, Um, They're not scary questions or anything. They're almost like first date questions, but they're all interesting enough, and it's always cool to hear different people's answers uh, for each of the questions. Are you ready for them? Is there a time limit on each answer?
1: You should (laughs) probably give me one.
0: No, there's. I, I don't prepare anybody for these questions. So okay, so they're not uh, yes and no questions. No, no, no. They are. They are. You will answer them questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Question number one. What was your very, very, very first job?
1: Uh, let's see. The the name jo- So the word job. I'm gonna say the first <laughs> job I ever had. I was doing. It was landscaping, actually, with uh, really? a, an uncle of mine who passed away about eight years ago. Who was an amazing dude, and uh, yeah, that was my first job. I mean, I'm not counting like I mowed my grandma's lawn. Sure,
0: you know like, what I mean.
1: Like, first time you were like con- con- contracted to be the, an employee of something. The first time I woke up consistently every morning and went and did something for money, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. was uh, was landscaping with my with my uncle. Wow. So. Shouts, to, shouts to your uncle. Yeah. Miss him every uh, day.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Um, there are currently children outside my window right now that are just screaming bloody murder. I hope no one's being kidnapped. <laughs> what? Oh, no, they're just playing outside like children should. Isn't that great to see? That's good. That's good. That's great to see. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be? A wolf.
1: A wolf. That's a very firm and quick answer. Yes. <laughs> um, Anyone who knows me well knows I uh, I love wolves. In fact, so my name is Benjamin, kay. and I have a pretty uh, conservative Christian background. Okay, uh, that's a whole can. That's a whole nother conversation. But I I know that uh, Ben the tribe of Benjamin, the Jewish, the Israelite tribe of Benjamin, is known as the ravenous wolf. And who, what is it? Who, uh, who devours through the evening and divides the spoil in the morning, something like that. But that's uh, in Ezekiel. But uh, I think, but, um, I've always loved wolves. And that was long before I knew that about kind of the connection to my name. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love wolves. Um, They're pack animals. They are. They have great endurance. They're terrifying, but well, we get our best friend from their descendants. I mean, they're just great. Would you believe that you're a pack animal? Oh man, that's a that's a good follow-up. That's person. not a
0: that's not one of the questions. That's just a follow-up that popped into my head. Would because be... you mentioned that they're good pack, they're great pack animals.
1: Would you consider yourself a pack hunter? So I would, I would. I mean, I I think that. So I actually have a group from my high school we still have a chat like a text string yeah um, and we were known as the pack it was like six or wow. seven dudes and we would get together and do stupid stuff you know got just stupid crap blow stuff up and shoot guns and all very safely mind you uh, i grew up a hunter so yeah anyone who grew up a hunter with guns understands that people who grew up as a hunter with guns are 99% of the time are extremely safe, but with with firearms. But the point is, we are called the pack. So, I would say that, but I also would say that um, there are times when wolves are also singled out and alone, and I'm completely comfortable in that situation as well. So, good All question. Right.
0: Interesting. Yeah, very good question. Pat myself on the back for that. Are you a concert (laughs) guy? The third question is: What's the best concert you've ever been to? Please say Say "Chong" or
1: something funny like. Say what?
0: Please say "Chichen Chong." Do you know who that is?
1: (laughs) Yes, but no, I've never been to it. So, I grew up. I I went to a lot of shows in in college. um, Locals. I really enjoy local shows of smaller bands. But the best show I ever went to um was an august burns red concert in atlanta um i'm trying to remember the venue name but it's a super old church that they converted into a concert hall essentially and that that i went with a buddy of mine um and we just rocked out and i mean it was when i had a kid and he had a kid i mean we're like old not old but dads yeah. See, August Burns Red. I mean, they've been around forever. Probably my favorite band of all time. Definitely in that genre. Um, so, if anybody knows who they are, good for you. That's good. If you don't, check them out. It's very, very possibly not your cup of tea, uh, <laughs> genre of music. But yeah. Um,
0: very interesting uh, choice. This is a good one. I can't wait to hear your answer for this one. Uh, dinner with three people, dead and dead or alive. Who are they? Can't wait to hear your answer for this. I'm so psyched. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you do that, tilt your head back again. What? What am I? Do what I, am spy, I, doing? Do, I sm- do I spy a small patch where hair doesn't grow?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Really? So you you wait for that, I have yeah. a patch as well that hair will not grow because when I was little, I guess I was my, my mom had a she had a stool like a, a small stool that my grandfather had like built for me. That I would like stand on top of when I was a little kid to like see what my mom was cooking or something. Yeah, and I think one day, like you know how socks are, I, I slipped on the stool <laughs> and hit my chin on the counter. So I think warm. I busted my chin open, and they had to give me stitches right here. Oh and then yeah, I have a beard. Like I can have a fully grown beard, but there will just be a, a hole right wow. here.
1: Yep. It, it, yeah, I don't no know breath. what mine is. Just kind of spot. I mean, you can see over here. There's like not hair. Sure. So. Uh, but, you know, it, I think part of having a beard is how many, how long have we talked about beards?
0: I know, I was just thinking, let's um, going back to beards.
1: You need to go back and cut it out and see like, oh, half the show was, was beard talk. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think part of having a beard is saying, you know, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter how, and this is a very touchy subject for some people, but it almost doesn't matter how bad it looks. There's a certain level you should take care of it so it looks good. But part of having a beard is saying, I have a beard and I don't care what you think about it. That's that's a beard. Right. You, you don't care. So splotches are not man. Grow your hair out. Grow it out. Let it go for a while. At least in some point in your life, you might get a job someday where you can't do it. So just do it before you can't do it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah uh, so anyway, three-
0: dead or alive.
1: This is one of those questions that you might be really excited to hear the answer for,
0: but it's, but someone... it will take
1: me so long to think of an answer. So I would say this is, this is one of those answers I might want to come back to you Okay. later, but I'll, I'll give you an answer now. Okay. Of of the three I can think of the, the quickest and, and then, um, and then maybe come back with some changes, but I say I think the first one would be. Uh, Nikolai Tesla. Would be one. Okay. Um. I'm I'm dressed. I'm feverishly like trying to think of. Uh, uh, every single person that I would want to have a conversation with and it's 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 not easy i feel Um, like
0: i i almost know one of yours but i don't want to like give it to you because i want you to come to it on your own really i thought i mean you've already mentioned i'll go ahead and say it you've already mentioned him in this podcast i was going to guess your uncle interesting um based on how you spoke of him when
1: we were covering the landscape yeah yes so this gets into my worldview a little bit the way that i believe and and like fully 100% confidently believe what is is I would I would not say him because I will know him again
0: oh so I've heard that before
1: I, I don't know if I would ever have the opportunity to talk to Tesla because I don't know him the same way so that that's in that's a good point but maybe a fun response um I was thinking Dostoevsky uh, as well, and then possibly someone like George Washington or John Locke. Um, Locke's a good one. Yeah, but there's also there are also some much older characters like Moses or. Yeah, so that's that's tough. My goodness. You can come back to me later. Yeah, or, I'm, oh. I'm gonna say those three for now. Tesla, oh. Dostoevsky, and um, Moses. <laughs> Washington, George, George Washington.
0: <laughs> cool. Those are good answers though. Um, all right, now this one I'm gonna I might have to explain to you. Do you know what it word? Do you know the phrase stand, mute cancel?
1: This is why are you why are you like revealing my age and my lack of, like, I don't so, care actually. So, what is it?
0: So, to stand something, S T A N, uh-huh. it means I um, am absolutely head over heels, like, so into that. Like, I stand, okay. uh-huh. like, you stand your favorite band, you stand your wife, hopefully. Um, uh, yeah. And then, mute means um, kind of like how you would think, like, you like it. But it's in the background. You can take it or leave it. Almost like muting the TV. Like you're not like if you take a phone call, you'll mute the TV, but you won't turn it off.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: So mute mute basically means take it or leave it. And then cancel means get that get out of here.
1: No more. Good riddance. Goodbye. Like you're done. I'm trying not to make this so political. Pol- politics are such a thing right now, and everybody, by the time we're in February, when this comes out, you said February or March? February. Okay, February. But the whole situation is going to change by then, probably. I but, mean, we're going to. What's up? Yeah. W-
0: what I maybe think you're getting to, and if I'm not, excuse me, but canceling is the exactly what you're thinking it is. Like when you hear, like, "Oh shit," uh, Christopher Columbus just got canceled for yeah, invading yeah, yeah. the New land, You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. canceling in this uh, context is
1: the same. Like, get rid of it. Be gone. Yeah. Well, my point is it's kind of it's along that line. It's uh, you know, the first thing that came to mind when you said cancel was just communism, socialism, like any excuse me, any f- far reaching you know political spectrum, like get it out. Like we need more common ground. But I don't I don't wanna talk I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna talk politics. So, okay. so but something anyway. I love no 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 no, no, no. I, what? no I
0: have a situation for you and you have to you have to Oh, okay, it and I'm sorry. a and it cancel. Oh, that's much easier on me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and it's the three appetizers. It's the queso, the guac, and the salsa. One of you one of them you stand, one okay. of them in the background, and one of them you cancel and get rid of forever. So
1: you give me a group of three. Yes. And then I tell you which one is which. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, this yeah. is fun. Great, yeah. great question. Go ahead. <laughs> so queso, guac, oh. salsa. Queso, guac, and salsa. Yes. The problem is I mix guac and salsa.
0: Really?
1: Um, Yeah. Huh? Do people mix guac and salsa? I do. I love it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have even guac. mixed – I have mixed hummus and salsa.
0: Okay. Well, we'll let's not – yeah. We'll ignore that one.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> the problem is none of those for me are canceled. I, although I will say cheese – I'll say canceled cheap queso because – health reasons okay okay personal yeah. health reasons because i have to cancel one um i'm gonna say stan for salsa because if i have one of them it's salsa and then okay. i'll say mute for guac because i actually used to hate guac um yeah. and my wife got me into it and now i love it so salsa guac okay so okay good answer um, um i'm so is there hungry world right world? now what I'm so hungry now. <laughs> I'm just thinking of images of, of those three foods and chips.
0: Is there one movie that you wish you could go back and watch and revisit for the very first time?
1: This this was a question. Wait a minute. Did you ask this question somewhere else? I very well could have, unless like on you... our on our our teams uh, when you were working where yes. I. You, you okay, okay. Older, this I think I, I have question. a question in our, in our team's message. So a movie that I've seen that I could go back and watch having so, not
0: seen. Yes. Experiencing all of the emotions and everything that you experience when you watched it for the first time.
1: And this this is interesting is the further you go back, the more, the younger it is. So it'd be really interesting. I'm thinking through films like it'd be really interesting what I would think now as a 33 year old versus when I, like gladiator was my favorite movie for the longest time. But I saw that when I was like, what, 15, 16, like now I'm 33, I have more historical understanding of the background and I actually have children now. So all those like parent parental type emotions would be so much stronger. I hope your audience is also thinking through this for themselves because yeah, I would I would hope so. Um, it's not an easy. It's these kind of questions are so hard for me because there are so many options. I have notoriously have a hard time saying favorites. Except for my my
0: answers for this um, usually range around uh, the Jurassic Park, the original <laughs> Jurassic Park okay. movie. Seeing uh-huh. the CGI of the dinosaurs for the first time, I think, would be okay. Mind boggling and then The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think that's a really good one, too. That's a really good one. Or something like Thanks. Titanic. Titanic was a fantastic movie when it came oh, out.
1: But I hated that movie. We disagree there very much.
0: <laughs> I mean it's well, Titanic was... isn't something that I'm throwing on if I see it
1: on. Right, but so Titanic for me, I'm I'm crazy about logic and physics. So the door thing to me is just like yeah. impossible to accept. And like, it's just <laughs> so bad. And then also I was at the age when I saw it, when I kind of was still making fun of like lovey dovey love story. Yeah. So I was kind of yeah. like, yeah, it's cheese ball, you know, like he's an idiot. He could have just climbed up. I yeah. laughed when he was frozen and he likes Jack and he floats, <laughs> he sinks down into the water. I was like, like in the theater with my sisters and my mom, I think, I mean, it's such a good, gir- Forgive me for saying this. It's a, it's girly a kind movie. of a girly movie. It's a it's a um, rom com. How so, sexy is it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a rom com. <laughs> it's not a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> it's a romantic it was, for me a love story. They it made was it a rom com for me because yeah. I laughed at the end and everyone's like crying and I was like, <laughs> they made
0: one of the most horrific events in human history.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: a romantic love
1: story. Right. Right. Which is so incredibly selfish if you think about it. Like how many other people died? I guess the point is to say that people died and it was very, anyway. Um, so I, I'm going to have to say, uh, I, I have to answer gladiator for now. These kind of questions also blank my mind for some reason. Like there's so many other movies that I've seen that i probably, if somebody mentioned them, I'd say, Oh my word, that's such a better answer. And I agree. So uh, maybe i'll give you an update but i'll I'll say gladiator for now that's a classic movie yeah it's it's a classic
0: all right the this one much more simpler question seven what do you get when you go to the movies if you go to the movies and if you don't go to the movie theaters
1: what would you make at home to watch a movie better question the second part i i have gone to theaters but i never get anything at home uh for a movie i mean i love the classic popcorn But what we always did as kids was apples, popcorn, and cheese slices. And it's still delicious to me today. So something like that. Something pretty simple. Snacky, fruit, you know, sweet, salty. Sure. But I do love sour candy. I just don't really eat it anymore because it's Mm -hmm. horrible for you. And sugar is more addicting than cocaine. But anyway, keep going. (laughs) Uh number 8 what is your greatest fear? Hmm. I feel like the lights should dim on my camera and then I just like <laughs> sink back into the corner and start crying. My greatest fear. Uh man, it's it's so weird cuz fear is my greatest fear is standing firm on something that I believe in, something that is true and right and good. But the consequence is that I am either put to death or removed from the ability to parent my children and be married to my wife.
0: Why did I feel like I knew that was going to be your answer? I knew that something having to do with your kids, because I know you talk all about your kids and you... Love, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you should love your right. kid. It, right. Mean,
1: but, but, but yeah, there. that's a very that, – that is a fear that I wrestle with.
0: Well, that's a very respectable fear, good sir. Thank you. Um, number nine, if you were colorblind today um, – or maybe not colorblind. I'd say blind almost. Okay. And you had to pick one color to see for the rest of your life, what would you pick? This is – this is one I saw online the other day when I was looking for better for like really oh, good man. hypotheticals, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I just I'm just curious to hear
1: what people have to answer for that. I mean, here's what's fun about this: we know that there are lots of animals and other things that see colors we don't see, oh. like like the. And this is a little but kind of sneaky answer, but so there's a shrimp at the bottom of the ocean. It's a snapping shrimp. I can't remember what they call it. They make these maybe i'm mixing two different types of animals there's like a lobster type and a shrimp type, something one of them like snaps its pinchers so quickly it creates bubbles into the water that are like have like plasma inside them i mean crazy stuff anyway crazy animals uh, but there's one type of animal that has like the most rods and cones and types of it can see like infrared and stuff which is wild um But they're at the bottom of the ocean, I think. So if I was in daylight, I'd go blind. So that's a difficult one. Um, I mean, my favorite color is is like burnt orange, but seeing red all the time would probably be difficult. Are you including black and white like this? Yes, black and white are included because I would probably pick either black or white. I mean, this is a great question because It doesn't make, forgive me uh, hear what I mean. It doesn't make any sense. If you only saw black, what would that even mean? You would only see shadows or. Right. um, But if you only saw what, but how do you see a shadow without seeing white? Right. This is a really mind numbing question. It kind of is a mind bender. So I think maybe you have to say that you can see black and white as a base. Okay, well, and then you pick a color. The base. The co- I think it would probably be like a green. A yeah, green, like some type of green.
0: Okay, yeah. If, if black or white was the base, then I would probably go with green as well. Because it's relaxing. I think it's relaxing. Yeah, I it's a, real, it's not a pleasing color.
1: Yeah, it's not like abrasive. Like if you saw red all the time, like said so that, I feel like you would go nuts.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Green's a very, like, calming color.
1: Greens and blues, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd say green. Good answer, good answer. And finally, if I snapped my fingers right now and we were transported to a specific time and place in history, where would we go?
1: Does this have to be... uh... We would we could survive if yeah. it was in a scenario we're, like in we're space a fly on the
0: wall, like okay, watching, like from above almost.
1: Um, I would I would probably say uh the the first breath of humanity. Wow. So so in other words, and I would want some time to watch it unfold a little bit, yeah, but yeah. The the first I think the first breath of humanity probably would be. It's almost
0: like have have you seen those old Mickey cartoons? I think there's a a, a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Uh, it's like a Disney original movie or something where Mickey plays like what's this? What's the story about the Scrooge that's visited by the the three ghosts? Is that the Christmas Carol? Yeah, a
1: so, Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. So Christmas. kind of a
0: situation like that where you are picked up in the middle of the night by like a ghost and he takes okay. you and you get to. Yeah. Just watch an event or a time in history yeah. unfold i think that's a really good answer i'd never even considered that
1: it would be that or some war probably but i'd say that
0: hmm. good answer well
1: ben did you have fun i did i you know i i think that the questions at the end are great i think uh yeah, man, I you know me well enough to know I love just dissecting thoughts and and the difficulty is not Dissecting them too fast because you quickly become you know, you get down to the like molecular level Before you really have understood the general, you know, there's this constant zoom in and zoom out of thought process. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed the The ability to do that with you my friend
0: Well, thanks. But, um Um. Uh, I guess uh, I guess this is the end, everybody. <laughs> this is the end. Um, make That's, sure, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, to be followed along on Instagram and the socials. Go to watchdogmedia.net and check out the website and check out the columns that people have written uh, about miscellaneous things. Uh, and uh, Ben... Uh, before we go I gotta say man uh, my time at Holder was brief in the grand scheme of things but you are one of the few people that I truly enjoyed being around and I value our friendship and uh, I'm glad that it can extend past my employment there and I wish you all the best my friend
1: thank you I appreciate that and I agree I really enjoyed the time there and I'm glad we had this time and we can keep going forward man Sounds
0: awesome. We'll see you later, everybody. Bye-bye.